When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Happy Friday, everybody. We made it. We did make it. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi, that's my name. Um, you're so giggly today, Trainer. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want? Yeah, can be. you stop being? Can you stop having fun, please? <laughs> yes. Uh, let's talk about something serious, and that's Britney Spears' Instagram. Oh my God! That's thank you. It's less toxic today. Um, Britney Spears. She opened her mouth, and the floodgates haven't closed yet. So, in a follow-up to her earth-shattering statements to a judge this week. We now have more words coming out of our favorite pop diva, this time on Insties. And oh, the caption I'm really here for, but I do, we need to have a conversation because she's not, I mean, you can't expect a person to change overnight, but let's no, be clear. True. her The image on Instagram that uh, of the caption, which I would like to share with you, the image is a an inspirational quote purported to be from Albert Einstein. Yeah. And it's a little girl holding a stuffed animal with another stuffed animal on her back, mm-hmm. walking through a field of wildflowers. And it says, if you want your children to be intelligent, read them fairy tales. If you want them to be more intelligent, read them more fairy tales. Quick question. Did Albert Einstein actually say that, number one? And number two, what does that have to do with it? Because if Albert Einstein started speaking extemporaneously about fairy tales, it'd be like, I'm confused and I'm a little concerned. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. I want to talk about the actual words that are on her Insta account. Not Albert Einstein. Correct. Yeah, her actual words. And she says, and I'm not, let's not read the whole thing, because like literally it's it's a a run-on sentence, Britney style. Mm -hmm. Um, But it basically says like, guys, I want to tell you a little secret. I believe as people, we all want fairy tale life. And the way I've posted my life seems to look like a fairy tale. I'm just going to translate. She's basically saying like, I know I've acted like everything is okay and fine. It's definitely not fine. And, you know, I, she says, I have one of my mother's best traits. No matter how bleepy a day I'm having, I just, for the sake of me and everyone else, I'm always pretending like everything's okay. Which is like a totally relatable coping mechanism mm-hmm. that many of us exhibit. Like, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. So she acknowledges that and she's like, yeah, but now you obviously know that's not true. It's not all fine. I'm not fine. And she said, quote, I apologize for pretending like I've been okay for the past two years. 
I did it because of my pride and I was embarrassed to share what happened to me. But honestly, who doesn't want to capture their Instagram in a fun light? (laughs) Believe it or not, pretending that I'm okay has actually helped. This I actually thought was just a, a fascinatingly naive yet totally understandable, relatable feeling that she's like, actually acting like I was okay did help me, mm-hmm. which is like, that's a coping strategy. And that's not mm-hmm. a bad idea on occasion, right? Like maybe sometimes Fake the best you, you can it. do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is what she said. Exactly. She said those exact words in her testimony. Um, And she goes on to just say, I feel like Instagram has helped me have a cool outlet to share my presence and existence and to simply feel like I matter despite what I was going through. And hey, it worked. So I'm going to read more fairy tales. Like, I am here for the I am not perfect Britney. Yes. I want to know that, Brittany. Yeah, for sure. I have a problem. Oh, no. What's your problem? Oh, I don't. I feel bad because I don't want to like stick my pin in the balloon. What balloon? Of like, yay, Brittany is, we're like getting real Brittany now. Yeah, for sure. But I can't, once the tinfoil hat is on and it's nice and snug, it's kind of hard to take it off. Okay. I just, um, I I don't know that I fully trust yet that this is actually her running her own Instagram. Oh, you think somebody else posted it? I I wonder if they didn't because it would be uh it would not be genuine to not acknowledge on her Instagram what we all have just seen, right? Yeah. But if somebody else is running her Instagram, they're going to have to say something that says I know that I said this. I know that this is out there. I know you've been acknowledge it. They have to acknowledge it. They can't just go back to twirling in the foyer. That would be, that would be so obvious. Yeah. Right. So, so I, I just still like, I just want to hear Brittany from Brittany, right? Like I want the video of Brittany talking straight to the camera, like she did in her testimony and saying those words. Yeah. I don't want that Albert Einstein quote accompanying accompanied by a statement that may or may not be from Britney. Yeah. That's the piece I, that I I'm, mean, you know, questioning, I guess, which is totally valid. And I don't know. I mean, ultimately not, not, none of us know like who wrote this, who posted it. I would imagine that somebody posted it for her, but I just, there is an innocence to this that seems hard to recreate from a purely cynical standpoint, like somebody trying to out Britney, Britney, would seem a talent worthy of like a Hollywood career. And I would hope that that person, if true, would go try to pursue a career in Hollywood because I just feel like there's an innocence to the way that she frames things. And it sounds totally concordant with the stuff that she was saying in court, right? Like it's not trying to take away or minimize any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't try to like minimize the behavior. Like the reason somebody would like totally prevent her from speaking her truth by controlling her social media it seems like that would be in service of something and i don't know what this would be in service of because whatever they're doing it sounds totally like britney and i mean again it makes her look flawed and imperfect in a way that's you know kind of awesome right now based on you know where we were with britney so I don't, I mean, ultimately, I don't know. I, you know, maybe my tinfoil hat is a little rusty. Well, I mean, listen, I actually, it's funny because usually I'm the one that's like over, you know, overly gracious. Well, no, not, that's not always true. But like, normally I'd be the one that would be like easily convinced by something. Yeah. And you'd be the one that would be like, yeah. hey, come on. So this is an interesting sort of change of our 
typical roles. Yeah. I just can't. I think part of it is that after hearing her talk in her testimony, I am more suspicious of everything because she was so uh, articulate about how she trusts nobody, how, you know, um, how everything, how it was made to look like everything was okay and that this was all fine. Yeah. And I, I don't know. And some of it too, is just like in general, I just find I, I love Instagram of all the social media medias. It's my favorite social medias. It's my favorite social media. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I do think I like the pictures. I like the, you know, I, I it, it's harder to be a jerk on Instagram. I feel like, um, it just is sort of like a nicer, happier place. Yeah. I love Instagram, but maybe it's because I heard her speak and I heard her talk about how she doesn't trust anybody that I am sort of like skeptical, like don't trust anything unless it actually comes directly from her mouth. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's totally plausible. I, I will say she, she's, I mean, whether whoever's doing the writing um, this sounds like the same voice to me because yeah. if you remember when she did her speech um, to the judge, that was totally written. Right. And, you know, if you wanted to be real conspiratorial, you could say, like, did somebody write that for her? Mm-hmm. But I think the manner in which she delivered that. And again, do I think I guess what I'm saying is like, that's less important to me if, if yeah. that's the case, because at the end of the day, this message sounds very much like a somebody who wants Britney to sound like a like a person who's going through something right, right now. And so I'm fine with that. Like I'm sure all celebrities Instagrams are, you know, suspect and not just Instagram but all social media, right? There are layers and it's it's uh it's a sign, I guess, of the talent of whoever is doing this mm-hmm. that it sounds like you know, a like it sounds a voice. genuine. Yeah. But whether she wrote it or not, I don't know. Here's what I'm ho- I mean, I think what's happening today is like we had the statement. Yeah. We had sort of the day of like, OMG, she actually did it. Right. But now is where the rubber meets the road with Britney Spears and, and who her public persona is and how this sort of starts to shake out. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's going to be the interesting part of the journey that we don't have written yet. Right. Like we knew she was going to be seen in court. We knew she was going to have a testimony. We knew she was going to say some stuff. We didn't know what she was going to say. We, I don't think, I mean, at least I'll speak for myself. I didn't expect for her to be so Mm -mm. how she like in the most one. I mean that in the most wonderful way, like, you know, she was so fierce and so um, sure of all of the things that she wanted to communicate. And she did it in such a powerful way. Yeah, I was not anticipating that. But now is sort of where we start to see now that there's sort of some truth spoken into the room. Now we're going to see how this actually is going to play out in real life. Well, and I mean, I think the most important thing is like, how does the court react? Right. And how, uh, <laughs> like, when does this conservatorship go away? And what are the actions of the people? Words are one thing. Words get you so far. And now it's time for some actions. Mm-hmm. And there's a judge. There's the conservatorship, uh, the conservatees in the form of Jamie and Jody Montgomery. Like, you know, if. I I just have to believe that if you think that you are there for the best interest of another person and not for making money off that person, which let's be clear, the assumption is that the people are there to make money. Right. Right. Like they don't have 
Brittany's best interest at heart, which is why we find ourselves in the place. But they now have the opportunity to show through their actions what their motives are, because right. if their motives are to be there to serve Brittany, they'll be like, OK, this person has really shown that they don't want this. We've always said if they don't want this, then we just have to go through the mechani- uh, the, the steps, mm-hmm. the processes of undoing it. And right. we should be fine with that if she meets whatever criteria like like show that that's the case like to just say like i love my daughter and i feel bad that she's hurting right that doesn't really do anything for what she's actually asking and i think that's where the next like if we're going to be keeping our eagle eyes on things it's like what what movements are taking place that actually mean we're going to be heading to a better place for her because otherwise oh my god you guys if nothing changes this poor girl like what i mean Poor woman. Woman, yeah, thirty-nine-year-old yeah. woman. It was interesting because yesterday, um, my daughter asked me about the conservatorship and mm. Britney Spears, and I was trying to explain to her, and and it's so you know, it's super obvious when you're trying to explain to a child what's going on, yeah. how absolutely ridiculous Bonkers, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and I said, you know, Britney Spears is thirty-nine years old. She's only five years younger than I am, and I said, can you imagine? I mean, you knew me when I was 39. Can you imagine if I couldn't even make choices about what, you know, painting a wall in the house yeah. or when to have Starbucks or where to go on yeah. vacation or what to do and with my body? she's got children that are probably older than yours oh, yeah. or just about the same age? Yeah. One of her kids, I think, is the same age as my 14-year-old. I think she's got a 14-year-old. And then I think she's got one. And she doesn't even have custody younger. of her children. No. Well, she's got partial custody, right? Right. Uh, You know, I don't know. You're right, though, Bradley. My eyes are on the other people. My eyes are on all the people who said all she ever has to do is say, I don't want the conservatorship anymore and we will move on. That's what they all said for years. Now, now, now put the shut up because because if you don't, the whole world is watching. Everybody's got their eyes on you. I don't think that Jamie Spears is going to be able to walk into like a CBS uh, much less, um, you know, the VFW where he's exactly you know, having his without crab boils. people getting in his face. Right. Yeah. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on my talk. One oh seven one. This is a my talk dirt alert. The Splendiferous Elizabeth Reese is here, and with her, she's brought wow, all the she's dirt. Well, I just thought I'd try a new one today. That's just, really wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. That You're reminds welcome. me of some of the words that I'm reading. We're reading the BFG, Roll Dolls, Big oh, Friendly Giant. Yes. Um, I'm reading that, you know, a couple. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Chapters every night to my kids. And so it's very funny as I read these words to them that the big friendly giant says it sounded like splendiferous oh i'm glad i could just be on brand today children's book called bfd Uh, okay okay you would you absolutely would. (laughs) i don't even know what that means but it this was oh i do oh 
<laughs> I've told oh, you guys my nasty. have I told you my theory? I think I have shared this before that if you loved rolled doll books as a kid, that you, which there are some problematic things in rolled doll books. That being said, um, then you love Wes Anderson movies as an adult. Oh, that's a good. Well, that's interesting. Holly, like that. do you think that that's true? Hopefully, she agrees because I, I feel so. that's a good theory. <sighs> Wow, thanks. You win today, Elizabeth Reed. I'm just doing my best. Britney Spears flies to Hawaii with her boyfriend, Sam Ashgari, after the hearing uh, yesterday. Or when was it? It Wednesday. was on Wednesday. It was Wednesday. I have to I keep know. track of what day oh, it the is. The reason why you feel like that is because like, it happened late in the day, so you didn't have time to verbally process it I until yesterday. process it Wednesday right. night and into yesterday. Right. Yes. So they went to Maui before heading to another location to continue their vacation and um they took some videos and posted them on his instagram account and then of course britney spears yesterday took to her own account to essentially apologize to her fans for pretending to be okay even though they knew she wasn't during her conservatorship battle i am just glad she's on vacation i um have a valid question yeah. which is if i do say so myself which is where is she staying in Hawaii in terms of like, is she in a hotel? Is she like rent a place? Like, cause she goes to Hawaii pretty regularly. That's maybe, her like escape. Yeah. Maybe they have a place that they rent or maybe she has a place that she owns there. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it is interesting that we haven't heard much about real estate when it comes to Brittany and mm-hmm. we, well, it's presumably because she hasn't been allowed to spend any of her money, but you wonder like, what are her real estate holdings? Cause celebrities at that level are usually like all about property. I know. Well, that I think actually that's a really good question, Bradley, because remember, she wasn't allowed to restain her own cabinets because yeah. they were spending too much money, right? you know, and one wonders how the how the conservators were handling estate matters such as property. And how and many US properties Americans. do the people that have been managing yeah, her conservatorship own yep. compared you. to how many that she owns? Thank you. It's, it really, um, I think, opened people's eyes a lot. And I mentioned this a little bit on the 820 Dirt Alert that I was talking with um, a couple of attorney friends last night. Oh, oh. look at you attorney fancy. Attorney friends. But um, one in particular was saying that conservatorships are very, very difficult to get out of. That once you have one, it is so difficult for someone to yeah. get out of it. That really, if Britney Spears is able to get out of this, it will, um, you know, it'll set quite a precedent because it just doesn't happen very often. Now, most conservatorships are over people who are much older than right. Britney Spears. Right. But you have to believe that the legal community, because legal, like I'm a legal scholar in my part time. Not That's at not all. true. Um, much like Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. She's actually doing the work. Um, that things like the legal system really loves precedence, right? So like, yeah. I wonder how much of this particular case has set a precedent for other conservatorships that were, you know, heretofore considered uh, rare on the fringes. Like, oh, well, they're doing this with Brittany, so let's do this over here. Right. And the law always considers cost and benefit, right? I mean, there's something, every law that goes into place is going to benefit in some ways and cost in other ways. That's just the way that it is. And so you always have to, what happens is the legal system is constantly considering whether something has greater benefits than the cost. And I think what's happening now is there's a real look at these conservatorships where is the potential for people to be taken advantage of too great with this type of power, where maybe the intention of the law was to help people who were uh, struggling with mental health issues, who were dealing with, um, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's, things like that, prevent them from 
just basically Being a risk to themselves and running through all of yeah. yes, running through all of their money. But the cost it can come at a cost when that can be taken advantage of. And maybe we're seeing, hey, the benefit of this is not great enough to outweigh the risk of people being taken advantage of. The other thing to remember is the the law also cares not about emotion. Right. And so while we all were listening to an emotional appeal from Britney Spears, that doesn't matter as much as what she was saying, mm-hmm. um, the words she was saying, and how she described how the conservatorship was abusive to her. Right. Um, and I think because we're human beings, because we are uh, responding, we respond to emotion. It's easy to think like, how could they think differently than yeah. her? Because right. she was so emotional in her delivery. Also, that matters not as much as the words she said. If you didn't think that the system needed to be changed, ask yourself, do you really want to be in a system that doesn't care? About the emotions mm-hmm. of a person when you're supposed to be taking care of the person. Yeah, that's the whole point of this. I, I understand that. But at the same time, like if the judicial system was based on emotion, it would be like a whole highway to hell. I mean, it's already like such a challenge. Well, I feel like we could do better. How about that? Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, there's I was, a balance. I was going to say, too, like <clears throat> the thing I worry about is if I worry about anything truly is that uh, in regard to Britney Spears. Like, she might get out of from under this, and people think that's a victory, and then she goes on to make some really dumb choices. She might, yeah. And that's okay. But my fear is that she will do that, dumb to some, right? That she will be perceived to have made some mistakes after she is in charge of her own life again. Right. And people think, see, that's why she should have been in that conservatorship, because now she doesn't have her money anymore. But look at people who've really struggled. Like, let's look at um, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen is a great example of this. Yeah. I mean, Charlie Sheen has torpedoed a lot yeah. of his life be- right. because of addiction, because of mental health issues, because of all sorts of things. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that he should be controlled by someone yeah. else. That's a good point. Excellent point. Conan O'Brien is done, by the way. Last oh. show, last night. That's the only other thing I'm going to tell you. Thank you, Elizabeth Reese. <laughs> You're welcome. Have Thank a great weekend. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have some pop culture mysteries to solve. We're going to do that in the form of blind items after this on My Talk 1071. Pop culture mysteries. Holly brings them. We solve them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Yes, Streaming live through that. Uh, at mytalk1071.com and on the MyTalk app. Download it. Thank you. Also, you can find us on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button. We're all in diapers today. That is untrue. Friday outfits. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Friday fits. That's Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Holly has selected some blind items for us. We are going to solve these mysteries in a little segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Oh, yeah. Hot celebrity gossip mysteries. Let's solve this first one, okay. Colleen and Bradley. Let's do it. This illiterate former A-plus list, mostly movie actor, had a huge fine levied on him by the government, and it was paid for by a Russian oligarch. Ooh. Ooh. Former A-plus list, mostly movie actor, illiterate. Uh, uh, how former? Um, well, mm, not too much. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. Steven Seagal. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh. look at you. Good job. Well, you know, he liked the Russians and they liked him. Yeah. (laughs) So much so that when Steven Seagal had a huge fine levied on him by the government, it was all paid for. 
by a Russian oligarch. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Is he? Are we? Steven Searle. What's your question? He's still alive. He's alive. Okay. Is that why you were asking? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, he's alive. Yeah. And 1952. Okay. Yeah. His official Twitter account has not been active since 2019. Hmm. That's very interesting. Hmm. Where does he reside currently? I think that he actually likes to hang out in that part of the world. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I was curious if he was still in Russia. Yeah. He was granted both Russian and Serbian citizenship in 2016. In 2018, he was appointed Russia's special envoy to the U.S. Wow. Is he or is he not? Isn't he the one that is like actual law enforcement? Well, they made a whole reality series based right. off of him being some kind of honorary officer. Like sheriff or of something like that? Yes, so, mm. you know, you go to his website and it looked like looks like it was designed in 1995. Bless cool. his heart. Fun. Uh, you know, he hasn't really been active doing a lot of things in the past year or so. So we can only imagine what Bless he's been you. up to. It looks like he was a reserve deputy chief. There we go. In the Jefferson Parish, Louisiana Sheriff's Office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was Steven Seagal Lawman. Yeah. The series yeah. which follows the work of Jefferson Paris Sheriff's Office premiering on A&E in 2009. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fun. Okay. We'll move on. He does have an energy drink. Yeah, he used to. Yeah, like multiple flavors. And an aftershave called Scent of Action. Ooh. I don't want that. I don't think I like that scent. Yeah. I mean, there's a Thanks. lot of action. I don't want to smell. Okay. Okay. item. <laughs> Ew. All right, let's. <laughs> Eshe. Eshe. Next. Uh, this A-list mostly movie actor who also directs sometimes and is not an alcoholic with a really bad back mm, tattoo. So it's not Ben Affleck. Correct. Is working behind the scenes to keep money from the estate of a frequent co-star in a franchise. More money for himself was what he said. Oh, so his co-star is not with us? Correct. Ooh. Mm. Is we're gonna uh, a state of a frequent co-star in a franchise like a buddy film? Uh no, this wasn't a buddy film. This is a movie franchise that these two have participated in, <laughs> where um, they were co-stars. Action series or hero? Uh, what do you call them? Things superheroes? Uh no, actually not <laughs> superheroes. Oh God, I'm coming up dry. Connie. I am too. I mean, I'm looking at the comment section. A frequent co-star in a franchise. So like because he brought because he brought Ben Affleck into the conversation, I thought maybe it could be Matt Damon, but I can't imagine what the franchise would be or who the deceased Oh, actor. Well, there's, oh. there's two combinations oh. that the comment section are coming up with. One kind of like, huh? And the other one kind of like, oh, Okay. Is is <laughs> one of them... Um, They're not superhero franchises, but they are film franchises nonetheless. Was he, okay. Has he ever been a superhero? Uh, yes. Yes. And now I can't think of his name. Um, you know exactly who this is. Describe some things for me. Tell me what he's been in. It starts with a V. Vin... 
No. Diesel. Diesel? Well, that's one of them. Yeah. Ah. Because think about it. He was in the... Cr- well, he was The Fast his- and Furious franchise yeah. with yeah. his dear departed friend and co-star. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sean. Nope. I don't think it's Walker. Sean. Paul. Paul. Paul Walker. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So that that makes sense. Right. But who, who is the other person? So the other person was who I was thinking of, Bradley. The other person has played a superhero one time on the big screen. Michael Keaton? No, but same superhero. Henry Cavill? Wait, no, I'm sorry. You said uh, Batman. Yeah. Oh, uh, Heath Ledger? He played the Joker. Come on, who played Batman one time? Oh, yeah, what's his name? Uh, He changes his look every movie he does. Like, he puts on weight, loses weight. What's his name? It's not Christian Bale. Oh. One time, this person, this, is, so this person is an A-list, mostly movie actor. They direct sometimes okay. too, and it's not Ben Affleck. And they played Batman one time. Oh wait, is it Ben Affleck? No, because it's not Ben Affleck. <laughs> one word for you guys: nipples. Nipples. Okay. Oh, oh, oh! There was like a whole thing about his nipples in the suit. Oh, who did who? I don't even remember. Isn't this. that like <clears throat> with Robin? Yes. There was a Robin in that movie. Correct. I just oh, have to Google George me. Clooney. Oh, and who? And what's the? Who's the other person? So it was a person that appeared in a franchise alongside George Clooney, who is no longer oh. with us. Oh, okay. So that would be like an Ocean's Eleven person. Who from Ocean's Eleven has gone uh, to the great beyond? Uh, anyone? Bradley? I have no clue. Oh, man. I mean, this the is... original Ocean's Eleven cast is probably... You Andy know. Dickinson is still around. That's true. Yeah. That's true. It's Bernie Mac. Oh! oh! Ew, George Clooney gross. Yeah. Could... I hope it's Vin Diesel. Because I would see that behavior out of him before I'd see it out of George. Yeah, well... Yeah. Yeah, I don't well, know but, why that but, said. Like, if you're listening, Vin, I don't know why. It's just the first name that came to my mind. But remember some of the rumors we've heard about George Clooney that make him not sound like such an aw yeah. shucks wonderful guy. But what a weird flex! Like, I want more money than Bernie Mac's estate. Like, don't you? What? Oof. That's mm-hmm. weird. Okay, that yeah. Weird. Let's go back and uh, fill in those blanks. So it could be George Clooney. It could be Vin Diesel. But apparently, they're working behind the scenes to keep money from the estate of either Bernie Mac or Paul Walker, respectively. More money for George Clooney or Vin Diesel is what they said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dirty dogs. Mm-mm. Okay. Dirty deeds. Dumb, dumb, dumb dirt, dirt cheap. cheap. Do we have time for another? The former A-plus list rapper should really take a long, long look in the mirror when he decides to sue someone for making a knockoff. Ooh, oh, that's Kanye. Kanye West. And Walmart. Exactly. So Kanye West should really take a long, long look in the mirror when he decides to sue someone for making a knockoff. Kanye currently suing Walmart for ripping off some Yeezy merchandise. Yeezy foam spirits, right? Yeah, that's right. I think the Yeezy foam sandals. Or something of fun. Yeah, you know, I also like, well, fine, whatever. Okay, when we come back. Oh, what was that? <laughs> well, all I just about? am feeling like, yeah, he's the, the blind item is right, but also like everybody knocks everything off. That's true.
So, you know. We're all knockoffs of, of, other, of other human yeah. beings. Yeah. I mean, talk to all the shoes, right? Like, how many knockoffs... <laughs> Those shoes have heels. How many knockoffs how of heads are there? How many knockoffs of Crocs are there? How many knockoffs of... You know, just consider it flattery, Kanye, that people want to wear something that looks like your stuff, but just don't want to pay your prices. Lower your prices. Sell more. Thanks. Bye. Okay. When we wow. come back on the Colleen Business and Bradley from show... Colleen, Susie Orman, Lindstrom. Yeah. I mean, again, don't I don't know much about like economics and stuff, but economics, but I understand people when we come back on the Colleen and I understand being frugal when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Huh? That did not age well at all. Um, I want to do a little red light, green light. I'm going to share with you something that Netflix is trying to show us and we're going to decide whether or not they should have red lighted lit this or green lit this. Green lighted this. On my talk 107.1. I still like it. Thank you though. (laughs) Well, you know, now it's it's okay, I guess. Now it's 83 and sunny. (laughs) Colleen, you got beef with that? No, now it's great. Keep it. Thank you. Delete the thunderstorms. Don't you just feel bad for anyone who has to deliver weather? I do. I feel bad for Holly because I judge her weather and it's not her fault. Yeah. Imagine it's, how actual meteorologists feel. I know. Right? Oh, they probably get hate mail more than anybody. Oh, I bet. You said the dew point was going to be 50. <laughs> Liar. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. Hello. Um, I have a new. Uh, TV show here that we're going to decide whether or not they should have greenlit this or redlit this. Do we have a open for this? We do not have an open for this. It goes like green this. Greenlight. Red light. Greenlight. Red light. Which do you want? Now. Okay. <laughs> I think we should cut that and print it. Okay. Yeah, that's that's an Adam Barter original. I want to tell you about a new Netflix series called Sexy Beasts. Ooh. Right? You're in, right? Sexy. What if I tell you that this is essentially a cross between the masked singer and love is blind? So Oh, so dating show with masks. But like the masks are not like um you know in the eighties when you'd go to the drugstore to get your costume for Halloween and you'd get that plasticky mask with yeah. the thing around the back. No, it's not like that. This is like makeup artist level stuff. Like the dolphin person looks like a dolphin. The well, mouse like person dolphin. looks like a furry. They look like furries, you guys. They're furries. This is not. Can I just be honest? I watched this trailer yesterday and I was like, I was repulsed. I don't know what it is I feel like about this is somebody's people. acid trip. I but I but don't you feel so here's here That's was my secret I know. my secret thought when I saw this was like I wonder if this is a weird attempt to like bring the furries into the Netflix family meaning Aww. like you can play it off as like oh look at these funny people we'll see if they can really get to know each other without actually seeing each other's true face sure that's kind of a clever ruse right but you didn't need to do animal faces right so then i wonder like are people gonna be like horny for this like some people will i bet i mean you're probably right like they probably like like she's on an episode of star trek she does not look like a dolphin no actually it's funny that you just said that because i was just thinking like they go to sit down in the bar and it looks like straight out of star wars yeah you know, where they go into the cantina and everybody looks completely... The scarecrow? There's a scarecrow in this? 
What? I mean, it is so bizarre. There's aliens, or not aliens, bugs. I don't know, just creepy faces. And so basically, like, they go on all these dates with their mask faces, and they have to, like, figure out how to, you know, if they want to kiss or whatever, smush their mask faces together. It's so weird. But I just kept having this feeling, like, I wonder if it's, like, sub... Like, if there's just a meaning and a level and an audience that we're not... You know what I mean? Like, yes. Somebody else is getting a whole different show out of this than right. we would. Because right. I don't think this show's for us. But am I going to watch it? Are you? 150%. Okay, well, watch it and then tell us if it's worth it. You know what's, you know what's interesting about this for me? Bradley, I know, but I'd like to hear. You remember this. The precursor to this was a show that did not get enough airtime. It did not get enough play. Do you remember this show? I'm sure we watched it together. Not together, but like both watched it. Dating in the Dark. Do you remember that? Oh, no. I remember that other dark uh, show. Oh, the Blackout. The one where they did gross things. With Jaleel... uh, With Jaleel White. Jaleel White, yeah. Yeah. He was the host of that show. But there was... Maybe now that I think about it, I wonder, actually, maybe it wasn't you that... uh, This could have been predated you. Um, There was a show called Dating in the Dark... It was on in 2009. Yeah, we totally watched this. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if I blocked it out. Okay, so the gist of this show was there were people who would go into like essentially like a completely pitch dark room where they could not see a thing. And they would have conversations or maybe they would eat together and they would like get to know each other. They would talk, but they wouldn't see each other until the very end. Do you remember this? And the, the whole show was basically in night vision. Yeah, like we could see it. Right, but they couldn't. Um, and I just feel like, again, like sometimes there's just a show that's super ahead of its time. <laughs> but this whole concept of falling in love without really seeing each other yeah. is something we've apparently been fascinated by for a while. But Netflix is cashing in on it because they also are the ones that did, um, I just said the name of it. Now I can't remember what it's called. Uh, love is Blind. That's the one where they sat on either side oh, of, yeah. um, you know, a two-way mirror, and they like talked to each other for a while, and then they had to get married. Okay, that's and then intense. go on vacations. It's, they're always intense. There's I don't always understand the twist. need to go from zero to married. Like, can't you just be like, well, we actually might want to hang out with each other? No, it's like have children. But what? you know what's interesting is there are still people from Love Is Blind that are. I are mean, there? there are people who got married on Love Is Blind that are still married. I follow them all on Instagram. That's weird. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad they're happy. But it's that same inc- that same itch that needs to be scratched like from the bachelor franchise right. 90 day fiance well, remember, right. then there's the opposite remember the nudie patootie ones there was that like nude like dating in the nude show what was that called where they oh, had I to like meet on this. a beach naked and like size each other up wow i do sort of vaguely recall yeah, and this. like one time they had to be in a bubble together like on the beach and like roll around what was it the- called dating was- naked yeah it was actually just called dating yeah. naked it was remember on they VH1. were in the hot tub see this is the problem oh i just wrote dating nakes <laughs> came up anyway <laughs> by a brief um saving time by a brief i do the uh, the because what happens is this like we're fascinated at the idea of people falling in love for who they are and not for how they look but you can't just do it uh, a normal vanilla way, you have to up the ante yeah. every single time. There has to be some weird twist. I just love the idea of torture. I mean, that's what they're doing is torturing people for our benefit. I know. 
like literally that's all this is like here go through this uncomfortable circumstance so i will be amused on my couch I mean, and I'm probably going to watch it. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. That's hilarious. Um, By no, the way, I mean, Dating Naked was three seasons. That was, I, we watched that show. I mean, like, I more don't. More than once. I am sure we did. Because I, just I remember, remember having opinions about the people and they would literally be like, you know, doing the like, I'm looking up here. I'm not looking down right. there. And but they were totally looking, looking down, down there. there. Yeah. Right. And then like, I think guys would, you know, things would happen. Well, of course. I think about this, like, it's similar to, you know, we all loved the show Survivor, but then they had to up the ante on that, and that's when they came up with Naked and Afraid, Which right? Uh, Nudity sells. Yeah. yeah, I mean, also... Have you met people? Right. That's true. Like, yeah, hey, uh, I don't know, uh, do a cooking show, but they're uh, naked. Try it naked, okay. Yeah. Do it in the dark, that'll make sense. <laughs> right. Somebody will start something on fire, it'll be great. Anyway. Meanwhile, the Norwegians are like, we're going to go on a long Seriously. train trip together for eight hours. Watch. Well, I've got <clears> good <throat> news for you. This is going to be on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, you're I think it's already in. on, right? Like no, could, the bad oh. news is it doesn't premiere until July 21st. Oh, okay. So They must have just be heavy with the previews. Oh, big time. They're definitely heavy with... I mean, you basically have watched the entire show probably in previews. Yeah. But yeah, I probably will watch it because I did love Love right. is Blind. Well, I did love The Circle. We look forward to you know, I'll do anything they tell me to do. When we return, but I but first I have to read uh, Farrah Abraham's memoir. I've got a lot yeah, of stuff to do, I'm, guys. I'm really excited to hear how that ends oh, up. I bet you are. When we Bloop. come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what was your favorite pandemic snack? 651-641-1071. What was your favorite?